We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Are you crying? No. Are you crying? Are you crying? There's no crying. There's no crying in baseball. You think football is still fun? Uh, yes. Sir. Yes, no. No? Sir, sir uh, it was fun. Not anymore, though, is it? Is it? No, not by No, it's not fun anymore. Not even a little bit. Just look at that. He hit the fall. That gets a free stay. <laughs> you having fun yet? Oh, yeah. I'm having a blast. Thanks. Good. All right. Welcome back to Big Screen Sports, the podcast where all movies are sports movies. I am your host, Kyle Banduho. First episode of March, and we are doing a selection by the Big Screen Sports Patreon group, one that I was thrilled to do, one of one of my absolute favorite movies. Uh, the patrons voted in, nominated and voted in Rounders. Uh, just classic. Classic. Love Rounders. Love talking it. Uh, me and Caroline Darney. Caroline's first time seeing Rounders. Not to spoil it, but she she really enjoyed it because how could you not? Rounders Rounders is the best. Um, so big thanks to the patrons for you know nominating that movie, voting it in. Great choice. If you wanna you know if you wanna be someone who votes in movies, go join the Patreon group. And I want to shout out our producer level Big Chill patrons. That's Aaron Figueroa, Mike Schubert, Steve Rogers, Kevin Frost, Mike D, Ryan Yeager, Mike Drees, Chris Mykoski, John Craig, Sam Smith, Zachary, Jason Alba, Stephen Debo, Classic Stadium Fire, Dan McFall, and Kevin Inkelman. Big thanks to them and all the patrons for supporting this show. Big thing, the patrons have been just like killing it this year with with the selections. Uh, they they voted in last month for rom com month. Forgetting Sarah Marshall and How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. Uh, all-time favorite. They got us to cover the Damned United in January, which turned into a, you know one of one of my new favorite sports movies. Just excellent stuff. So so big thanks to them. Um, and then picking rounders to to open up March is great. Um, if you are a if you listen to this show last year, you'll know that uh, we did we covered Ted Lasso season two. We've also covered Ted Lasso season one. Uh, Ted Lasso season three is coming on March fifteenth. The show will shift into Ted Lasso. Uh, there will still be some movie drops. The patrons will be voting in some movies, and so I'll try to do it. You know, at least a couple movie episodes during the season three run, but. We'll be shifting into Ted Lasso, so get your uh, get your movie content while you can. And if you don't listen to Ted Lasso, but there are episodes of the show you haven't listened to, go back listen. We've got you know over 150 on the feed. They're all evergreen. A lot of great content there. 
Uh, but with that, let's talk to Caroline Darney. Let's talk rounders. I just want you to think long term, all right? I want you to think long term. Be smart. Every place in Manhattan, these all they all keep books, all right? Mm -hmm. If you get listed as a mechanic, then not only are you going to get the shit kicked out of you, you're not going to get a fucking game anywhere in New York. All right? It's stupid. It's just bad business. All right, see, look, this is what I love about you, okay? You think about the big picture. That's great, okay? But it's not me. I don't play the game straight up, and then if I lose, go get some real work or something, okay? I see a mark. I take them down. That's what I do. That's the way I live. All right. Returning to big screen sports, my co-host from Bet for the Win, it is the great Caroline Darney. Caroline, how are you tonight? I'm good. How are you? I'm just fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. We are talking a movie that I, I love. Absolutely love. This is one that the patrons picked. I'm just, I'm, I'm thrilled. Absolutely. I'm a first time viewer of this one. This is my first time seeing this one. I know, which I was so excited for you to view it. I had a feeling this movie would be up your alley. And as I think folks will find out, this was this was up your alley. Before we get into it, <laughs> a lot of stuff going so on. So much over stuff. The All of the things. This is a busy time of the year. We're going to start heading into conference tournament action. There's some conference tournament action already going on on the women's side of college basketball. We've got men's college basketball action next week. Selection Sunday next week. We've got the Oscars next week. Before we even get to that, we've got Mandalorian season three coverage this week and Creed three content coming. So look for more pictures of me talking to Tessa Thompson while we both hold our dogs because that happened. It did. So. That is on Twitter. <laughs> it was very cool. There, I will tell you, there is a moment. First of all, she popped on the screen and I was like, holy shit, she's gorgeous. Like, just this woman is chiseled from stone. She's beautiful. Um, and the junket had like stretched out a little longer than I thought. And so I'd planned this whole afternoon so I could wear the dogs out so that they weren't barking or doing anything like while I was interviewing people. Of course. And it worked pretty well, but it like as we and it's fine it's just how these things go sometimes and so like you kind of do a little bit of waiting and then you get a new link to go to a new thing and you like talk to wait a little bit there and then you talk to people and um maverick pup had started to get up and he was giving all of the signs of just about to like energy fidget squeak like the whole thing and i was like oh my god i'm waiting to talk to tessa thompson this is going to be just like <laughs> the whole time as he's like chewing on a raccoon um so I pick him up and I'm holding him and the thing comes in. And so I introduced myself and said, like, I'm sorry for the puppy. He's getting a little fidget. She goes, what? And then leaves on the screen. <laughs> and so for a second, I was like, I blew it. <laughs> like, she's she it. hates I, dogs. <laughs> and then I hear her off screen go, hold on one second, one second. And she comes back holding this like super well-behaved, super cute dog. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God. And so then we had this great moment and I got to meet Coltrane. Um, and it was great. And then we did the whole four minute interview holding our dogs as well. Maverick then tried to eat my hair, my earrings, and then my hands throughout most of it. So as one does. Yeah. So, uh, you know, yeah, it, and, but it was awesome. And tell the folks Creed three, we give them the thumbs up, the thumbs down. Go see it. hundred percent. Um, it is probably, and I mean, this is not a knock as when I say this, it is the one that relies the least on nostalgia because they kind of did the, the rocky thing right mm. um and so it's this really i thought a really good storyline you know old friendships rivalries drama coming back again jonathan majors it's jonathan majors scn like you 
he could read the phone book and make it interesting yeah. like we we were trying to think of a post that was like you know seven mundane things that jonathan majors could make interesting like pumping gas or like doing taxes like grocery shopping you'd be like that is the most interesting thing i've ever seen so yeah i would 100 percent recommend go see it. it comes out friday or it came out uh friday <laughs> Not that you have enough on your plate, but uh, I am once again telling you that you need to go watch The Harder They Fall on Netflix. Yes, I also want to see, I started but didn't get a chance to finish um, Last Black Man in San Francisco. Okay, heard good things, haven't seen it. Yes. And I need to watch Triple Frontier if the Pedro Pascal TikTok edits are any indication. Yeah. So. I mean, Triple Frontier and uh, the uh, the Nick Cage movie, like the unbearable yeah. world of massive talent. But I, if those you, are a great double feature. <laughs> if you were trying to get in touch with me at any time, the chances that I'm on tick, like Pedro TikTok are very high. You can, you can ask Michael Jr., our fellow guest on the show on the show constantly uh i've sent him so many <laughs> pedro pascal they, tiktoks they in the last week every yeah, single one it's art people are so creative <laughs> i'm, I'm just, also he's funny t- he's doing the mandalorian junket or like the press run now well he's doing that and the the last of us one i know too. Like he's just it's it's <sighs> just scn for a lot of great dudes it's un it's it's awesome like we are what a time to be alive, Kyle. What a time. <laughs> there and are people that won't have a chance to experience Jonathan Majors and Pedro Pascal. And here we are. Here we are. Here but we are. <laughs> also. But first. <laughs> we were also alive in 1998. I don't think either yes, of us, we neither of us saw this movie in 1998. No, you only saw it, You only saw it recently. And I was seven. <laughs> but today, thanks to the Big Screen Sports Patreon group for voting in this movie. Again, one of my favorites. A cult classic. One that got a great cable run. Uh, we're talking about Rounders, the 1998 poker crime drama. A young reformed gambler must return to being to playing big stakes poker to help a friend pay off loan sharks while balancing his relationship with his girlfriend and his commitments to law school. It's our Matt Damon, Edward Norton, and John Malkovich, directed by John Dahl, written by David Levine and Brian Koppelman. Only got a 64% on Rotten Tomatoes, which is a war crime. Um, <laughs> I would can- say that's a, another almost Hall of Fame level um misleading summary yeah I, I don't think he's worried about balancing that much yeah i was like <laughs> <we're being honest. laughs> that idea of balancing it goes out the window approximately 22 minutes into this movie like Caroline, we've done so much young damon lately oh so and honestly not enough not enough young damon we're not we're enough. a saving private ryan and dogma short of really just knock and and i mean and talented mr ripley i would say for the young damon so I think up until Born, we're talking Young Damon. Yeah. So we've done Rainmaker, we've done uh, Goodwill Hunting, and and we're doing Rounders today, which is a more adult Damon. I think it's still yeah. Young Damon, more more adultish. But this one, this still movie, got that we, young hair. Oh, that's Jacqueline <laughs> talked about the same thing, like the flop, yes. the young the young flop. But uh, this one uh, was a per the like the wikipedia modest success and then it was helped by the poker boom were you were you into the poker boom absolutely not oh see the poker <laughs> well, boom so here's- is, <laughs> poker boom was big chris moneymaker winning at the world series of poker like was wait was that was that guy real yes chris chris oh, moneymaker was moneymaker so was real i told kyle this but and i lo- i loved this movie i thoroughly enjoyed watching this um 
I did not, I don't have a lot of notes. It wasn't as one that was like, I don't have thing, you know, I didn't have anything to nitpick. The problem is like as much as, <laughs> can I, can I read a screenshot of the general trivia that popped up yes. on this? Okay. So this is, this is where I run into problems with um like this kind of, especially like a card movie or card show. Um <clears throat> Despite the rise in No Limit Texas Hold'em interest in conjunction with this film's release, the characters play a wide variety of poker variants. No Limit Hold'em is played with Teddy KGB, blah, blah, blah. The judges game is a seven-card seven stud game. The college boys are playing stud variants, notably Chicago. Um, forced rotation, alternating hands of Hold'em, Omaha, Raz, stud, usually. Uh, then we have limit hold'em union game is a draw or stud game they play draw or stud anyway this is all to say i don't know what any of that means <laughs> <laughs> i don't know the variants <laughs> i don't know like i know a few things where i'm like oh the river the flop like i get like you know i can kind of keep up with those there's ones where they're like will sometimes show you the car i don't know what's happening half the time and they do the little like peek at their hand like oh let me see what i have um 98 percent of the time i have no idea if i'm supposed to be impressed with it (laughs) (laughs) that is where i'm like no i did not watch a lot of the like poker world series of poker stuff um i always found the people watching more interesting on that than the actual cards oh yeah i mean well i mean it's people watching event of the century is like all the weird guys around the poker table with their weird vibes and dark sunglasses but like so i'm not an expert but i i certainly know more than you uh, because because of the just boom, cut that audio piece right there. <laughs> the boom around this movie like the when the world series of poker got big again it turned every like teenage boy which i was into like oh i want to be you know a poker player and like it became a thing that you would do hanging out with your friends playing for fucking quarters and things like that and they're like it is still a thing like i go on a few golf trips every year and one night there will be a poker night where a bunch of guys who were bad at playing poker, a bunch of guys who would go to the Taj and get fleeced by this New York crew. Like it's those guys playing poker. And so this yeah. movie, you watch this and you're like, Oh man, want to be those guys. Like I wish, you know, I knew all that stuff. And then you realize like all these people grinding and playing poker for a living. Like I've never, and all these gambling movies, like I love a gambling movie. No one is ever truly happy. Like none of these people are happy, stable, like, <laughs> <laughs> just li- living a nice You're calm telling life. me the guy nicknamed kgb isn't having the time <laughs> of his life <laughs> so that's a fair that's a fair point actually i think <laughs> actually KGB he might like, be i meant that it, kind of sarcastic but like actually he might be yeah <laughs> yeah i mean uh do you have a favorite gambling movie what counts what counts as a gambling movie so i ripped off my like, i there are three that come right to mind for me which is uh 21 well, along with this, so twenty one, which is the one with Jim Sturgis, they're like counting cards. It's like Jim Sturgis, yeah, yeah, yeah and the uh, unfortunately canceled Kevin Spacey, like that one. Yeah, sure, sure. I think uh, I remember that Maverick with Mel Gibson and Jodie Foster. Have you seen Maverick? Is that the is that the old timey one? Yeah, have you seen that? It's like the the saloon one. <laughs> no, I have not seen that. You. I'm a huge fan of Maverick. Like subtle, like nod thumbs up you just gave me. It's like obviously a pretty good sell. Maverick has a lot there. There's a lot there. 
well duh <laughs> there's there's it can only be second place at best in this household <laughs> <laughs> uh there's there's hard eight which was paul thomas anderson's uh debut movie which is like smaller it's got like uh Man, i don't watch a lot of gamble movies it's got like philip baker hall and john c Riley. uh rain man if you want to call rain man a gambling movie i was gonna say can we call like um like i guess the oceans movies are not yeah gambling. no one yeah, I don't know. I mean, there's I, I pulled up. Is a uh, Casino movies. Royale a gambling movie? Can that's be. my favorite. That's my favorite I mean, um, card card scene. I, I think. think. Yeah, I love Casino Royale, but th- like this one might be my favorite gambling movie. I that's l- fair. This was... I love this movie. I yeah. Well, I, I won't get into it. Yet. I'll save it for my. <laughs> I mean, this this is a Hall of Fame movie for me. I have no. Like, I think if I had to put it in a gam- like in gambling context, seeing as I like, I'll probably tweet at you and like four hours in the middle of the night or something and be like, well, I forgot, you know? Um, but I'd say hall of fame because considering I can't think it's not, a, a, I don't think it's a huge genre. Like it's not something where it's like, Oh, add, what is the one that I, cause I didn't see it because it looked too stressful for me. And this is something that um, watching people lose large amounts of money uh stresses me out it's, it's like it's that's also like i can't I, I don't do great with and this is i've told people this is why i didn't watch breaking bad right away partly because like where where i was in life when it came out how old i was like how or moving around a bunch necessarily how old i was but um it was i was, I was too big into my meth empire at the time it was, it was just <laughs> too close to home. well <laughs> watching people do drugs also makes me uncomfortable <laughs> like if there's something where it's like a big like there was a chris evans heroin movie Sounds uh, right. He plays, a, he plays a lawyer. He's fantastic, by the way. He's I like that he's kind of like I was. I am he at the time was still Captain America, but that he takes stuff like Snowpiercer, and then and this is right around that Snowpiercer time frame, mm-hmm. um, and he plays like a down on his luck lawyer that also does a bunch of drugs and whatever, and it's just like a, you know, it's, I'm I'm sure no one's like that's my favorite thing to do is watch <laughs> people lose money and do a bunch of drugs and yeah blah blah blah, um, but. Uh, yeah Uh, there i think there are no there are probably no gambling movies that are an an easy watch like a light watch like this movie is a stress ball and it i mean and it is filmed and made to feel that way like they are it's kind of like when you're in a casino and you look at your watch and you're like oh it's been nine hours this movie is kind of like that where it's just constantly constantly going these guys well it's the shitty friend thing too yeah that stresses me out yeah like oh my god a lot of like it's one thing if you're making your own bad decisions yeah if you're making your own bad decisions that's one thing well i guess technically trusting edward norton in anything is a bad decision (laughs) um but you know if you're making your own bad decisions that's one thing but if you're getting like screwed because this someone named worm oh this is my pal worm he's a straight up guy yeah, well, I'm just gonna go hang out with Worm. Like that's going to end up in the cops coming, like 100%. or beating you up. <laughs> I, I, I actually, I need to revise. I think this is my favorite gambling movie. I think the best piece of gambling pop culture ever is uh, the Chappelle Show World Series of Dice Sketch, which is still, <laughs> which is still all yes. time. Oh, that's what I was gonna say. <laughs> the one that I didn't watch because it stressed me out too much. The thing that Kevin Garnett and um, oh, Uncut Gems. Yeah did not zero interest in that man that one and then the movie that the safties did before that good time with robert pattinson like they're both the exact same thing just like anxiety it's just an anxiety don't need that everyone's (laughs) like it's so good i'm like i'm I'm happy for you (laughs) i loved it can't can't. i loved it i think i actually i think i covered uncut gems in this podcast 
<laughs> little little bit of trivia. Um, Worm was originally supposed to smoke, but avid non-smoker Edward Norton refused. Which gives us the nice bit when he's getting out of jail, and they're like, you don't even smoke anyway. Worm is just yeah. a guy who's just about that action. That's the thing. He has, he has no common sense. Like, Worm is a gambling addict, like for sure. Gambling, and not just with like cards, like with common sense, with life. Like that guy just lives to be on the edge of everything. Yeah. It was, uh, I love, that's interesting to hear with the, I'm trying not to get too much into the things I love already with like, um, <laughs> so I'm like, I'm saving them for the things that I love, what worked. Um, but yeah, that, that is a fun wrinkle too. It is such a flex when you take everyone's stuff and then not only throw it away, but you say like, don't worry, tomorrow you'll get a chance to win it back. And then the guy's like, Hey, <laughs> you're free. And he's like, deuces. Like he doesn't even give it back to them at that moment. Because like he can't use it shit. for anything else. You know what I mean? Like he could have been like, all right, guys, I'm out. Like divvy it amongst yourselves, <laughs> whatever. And instead he just takes it and tosses it because he's a complete dirt bag <laughs> such a dirt bag the only worst. uh only one piece of casting trivia nev campbell turned down the role of joe our girl from scream i think the well because i feel like joe is very 90s girlfriend law school vibes joe not fleshed out that character very well no at all no very little uh there's not a lot that they <laughs> give you to care about that relationship <laughs> yeah they they kind of portray her as buzz killington and yeah. <laughs> like, there was probably more you know probably a lot unsaid that needed to be said about joe but uh yeah um this one early on mike is seen taking money out of a book called super system which was written by poker legend doyle brunson he later pulls quotes from the books with line with lines like texas hold'em is the cadillac of poker games i wanted to include that because it's a running bit i love the most in the movie when he's talking about like the character has this deep appreciation of legends of poker and has clearly done a lot of his yeah. research it's like what if will hunting played poker and uh <laughs> But it's the same thing. And it shows like the the writers of the film, the people who created this film had a deep appreciation for this scene and yeah. like like the, the whole poker vibe. And I think that comes through in the movie. I think there are probably like professional poker players who could pick parts of this movie apart. But for me as someone who is like a novice poker player and likes watching it and stuff like that. Like for me, it just seems like, Oh, this is just crazy authentic. Like this feel like just like yeah. watching a sports movie that I'm not ultra familiar with the sport. Like, yeah, this, this is it. This, this feels real. Yeah. Agreed. Last one, the novelization of the film ended very differently as Michael did get to Las Vegas and began a winning career as a poker player. However, he and Joe never got back together. In fact, Joe sent Michael a wedding invitation to her own wedding, to which Michael was not too keen on going to. Worm's resolution was also mentioned in that Michael never saw him again. Because he, <laughs> because he is in a died ditch. in an alley. Yeah, yeah he, is. he was, he <laughs> was he buried next to Jimmy Hoffa. Far too many bad choices and <laughs> was, yeah, beat up in a cd strip club bathroom yeah i look forward to just speculating on worm later in this episode let's take a quick <laughs> ad break and then get back with three up we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed 
Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, three up. Caroline, this one's fresh for you. What are, what are some things that worked about it? The poker sense. Oh, like, poker. I think that's, we talked about it already, but like the, what I really, really loved is I read that whole like list of how all these crazy different games they were playing, but I loved that they showed them playing a variety of different things with a variety of different crowds, right? And it changes the stakes when you know that they're toying with the other people at the table, whether they're cheating or helping each other at various tables with like taking advantage of local, you know, or tourists coming through or the super high stakes ones where they're, you know, playing against KGB or, you know, I, I love that because what's really interesting to me is like, yes, poker is about like what cards you have, but kind of, right? Mm -hmm. Like it doesn't really matter in a lot of times what cards you have. <laughs> like it matters how well you read other people, how well you're paying attention. Um, and it's just like, that's what's super cool to me is like seeing that stuff, like someone figuring out a tell is I geek out on. I think that's super cool. Um, so I love the different um, like levels of, intensity and competition that they showcase in this movie yeah poker is great like gambling in general but poker especially is great on screen it's really aesthetically yeah. pleasing like cards going out them you know all of them checking around the table and doing all that stuff like it's if the if, sounds of the chips yes if we're calling like, it a sports movie it's like the best sport to have on on film like it's so easy to film and you can get so i love the dynamics of it and it's just every time i mean how many i mean there there's probably a poker scene every it seems like once mike i guess breaks back in after he gets warm out of jail i feel like there's a poker scene every five minutes oh yeah i don't know I, and i don't think they do i was gonna say i don't know when they sleep that's i mean that's one of my things it's like they're they're gotta be on some performance enhancers because i mean just no sleep no yeah. sleep for these guys. Um, I think he said one point it was like 36 hours or something that they were. And that's the thing too. That's wild. Is like, you've got to be paying attention to cards and basket, you know, like what you're, what you're doing at the moment of, and if you only slept like no hours in 36, <laughs> like that's wild stuff. Like absolutely wild. Like when they're in the barber's chair, getting like, they're getting the shave and stuff like that. I'd be out. I would go oh, yeah, as, soon as, as soon as I hit that chair. I'd be like, I'm here for the next eight hours. Yeah, no. And so that's like, and that's, I think 
yeah we'll get to that with the things that didn't work but yeah. the, that list is very short for me honestly in this movie i feel like Same. the the people recently are like caroline's been such a hater lately <laughs> um <laughs> but um yeah it, it's just it works so well and the other thing that works perfectly for me is just matt damon matt damon dude he's excellent so just was matt no damon notes. better he's when great. he was younger like we we've had this conversation a few times now, but like young Matt Damon and think about like Rainmaker where he's like kind of earnest, you know, yeah. little innocent, goodwill hunting. He's this damaged, aggressive guy. This movie is more just like subtle genius, just such a good performance. Like when when he learns that Joe left his ass, like and he's just like sitting in that apartment and he's like processing it at the same time. Yeah. And he's doing that thing where he's trying to talk, but he's stretching his mouth really wide because he's like trying to keep composed. Like he is so yeah. fucking good. He's excellent. And I think maybe the difference between like he chose roles very well early, I think. So like when you're looking at all the movies we just talked about, but also talented mr ripley mm-hmm. saving private ryan um and then when you get into like the decision to like do the born trilogy or born series however many they ended up with on lost count um but that was an excellent choice when he made that choice like mm-hmm. perfect casting perfect like i you know when he beat someone up in that french apartment in Par- like unreal scene like just you know like i hits someone with that book in the head it's just like amazing incredible and then you know i think <laughs> I would probably do this if I were an actor too. Once you've like earned all that, you've like won awards and you'd be like, yeah, sure. I'll be in let's own a zoo or whatever it's called. Because <laughs> <laughs> then you just have like, you kind of like, yeah, screw it. Sure, I'll, be, I'll be in Ragnarok. <laughs> well, and that's like his, I think he's way more fun than we give him credit for. Oh yeah. Because no one does a cameo like him. Like he has chosen the most like epic cameos i think because when you talk about scotty doesn't know when you talk about ragnarok or you know being the actor in like any of the thor movies now um those are incredible choices that you wouldn't think a you know multiple award winner would <laughs> like choices that they would make you know um so i i love that for him i also so i still think that he's in a bunch of really good stuff i loved the martian oh, like I, mean, I thought he was great in that the martian this role, um, now that I think of it, does he laugh all movie? This character is so like quiet and driven and yeah, I mean uh, I think he laughs and smiles a little bit with the judges. Yes. But that's that like might performative, be performative yeah. laughing, like trying to get that clerkship laughing. Yeah. Um he's he's nails. Oh, and, him and, and like him that's and... he's made some good choices. Oh yeah. He's made a couple bad ones too, though, but that's fine. Oh, those are producer. Um, don't show me those first. I want to see the actor ones. If I'm going to, like, if I'm going to Matt Damon's IMDb page, like, don't show me. Like, Stillwater. It gave us the best meme. <laughs> the, the best. Or meme. I, I mean, I don't know. The the last duel is one of those things where I think it's like the I never saw it because you know it's one of those the <laughs> subject matter. The last when, duel, when... he is the toughest hang. Like, he's just like, <laughs> his character is like just a 14th century loser. Like, <laughs> well, and that's what kills me when, like, who was it that mentioned that? So, what, who made that movie? Wasn't it somewhere they're it's like, Ridley and now, Scott. 
it was yeah they're like ridley scott has a new movie in theaters and no one's going to see it i was like you made this like isn't it like it's a very heavy subject you've got matt damon with horrible wigs <laughs> yeah the last like everyone's got horrible hair is matt damon ben affleck and adam driver in this movie but it is like a based on a true story account of a uh, a rape trial in in the in the middle ages and it's it's in three parts it's very long it's Matt Damon's <laughs> version of the story. And then I think his wife is played by Jodie Comer. It's her version She's of the story. Excellent. Yeah, she, incredible. And She's Adam amazing. Driver's version of the story. But Matt Damon's guy is just like the toughest tank. Just like Buzz yeah, Killington thanks. in the Middle Ages. <laughs> like, right. So yeah, he's not made. He's not batting a thousand. <laughs> um, and then I look at some of these two. See, he was in like Deadpool 2 as redneck number two. Like, I love that. <laughs> but also Ford vs. Ferrari. We've talked oh, about how good that movie we'll, is. We're doing that. When, next time yeah. we do Old Damon, whenever we do Old Damon or like Age Damon, that's that might be but, the first one. But then he chooses things like downsizing or the Great Wall. And you're like, what was that? But at that point, because even like his role in Interstellar is so incredible, small, but it's one of those like, I remember the first time I saw Interstellar. It wasn't in the theater, sadly. I wish I had seen it. I love, um, whatever. I'm one of those, like, I don't know if they're if we're losers now, but I love Christopher Nolan. <laughs> oh, same. We'll do, I'm we like, can do, in, 100%. we can do Christopher Nolan month before yeah. Oppenheimer comes out, honestly, because. Oh, actually. Yeah. yeah. Um, Interstellar is incredible. And I remember the first time I watched it, they get to that planet. And then and I was like, is that Matt Damon? Is that Matt Damon. Like, like the number of times I think I've said that in, in watching a movie, like is incredible. Like, he's the best. He's the, and it's, yeah. it's like great that he has something like this in his pocket. Like he's just, I mean, he carries this movie. Like we'll, we'll talk about with Lenny Harris, but like it is all Damon, him and Edward Norton playing off each other in this movie is incredible though. Like Edward Norton is nails in this movie too. Like he is, he is worm. Like he is that character. That's what I think about when I think of Edward Norton, I think of worm, which is, probably you know really yeah that that is my for me that is edward norton who is edward norton for you sadly probably hulk because i hate that movie so much yeah it's not it's not good um and i know that every single person listening to this is like it's not fight club it's not american yeah history there, x. there's fight club american history x is something i won't ever watch again um, yeah I, I, i've I never seen it and i have no interest too i think of Worm more than fight club i also think of uh the italian job when he has like a goatee and he's uh, oh he's so yeah and that's the thing look i just think he's so bland edward Norton like, in general yes <laughs> like every role i think like so that role's perfect right italian job he's like this sleazy smarmy but it's not even like a super sleazy or smart like a charming sleazy or smarmy like it's just like like worm and this was just like i did not like him like i didn't like worm oh i don't think i was like i don't understand like how well i know you're just i don't know like yeah i had very little sympathy for him um italian job you're right he plays that like super creepy like you know i just don't get a lot of charisma from him um and that's like the thing like him and when i watch when i force myself to like actually watch um hulk in my marvel rewatches which is a big pain in the ass because i have to put a disc in for that one tough (laughs) yeah really i only do it every few rewatches one because the movie's terrible and two um because putting a disc in is like the bane of my existence now um him and (laughs) 
Liv Tyler have the chemistry of like a paper bag and a ham sandwich. Like it's just, <laughs> it does not, it, whatever the opposite of leaping off the screen is, like it just doesn't crackle for me. And so I just, I feel like I get that vibe from him a lot. Like it's just kind of this, don't like i just i don't get a lot from him personally that's just my this is like where he, I get the the same, most he plays the same though. guy in glass onion yeah the, like, this is worm though is where i where i get the most like he for me embodies this guy and i i yeah. love this the, the, just these two leads this this performance oh i think he does a great job in this that's not to knock this yeah. i just think like and honestly i think fight club was fine like i don't know if it's fight maybe club like Brad every Pitt's guy that i feel is, like it's what it's brad pitt's movie like he's, well, and he's I always incredible. think to like every guy ever that hyped up that movie before I saw it, and was like, "Yeah, Fight Club, bro, it's the coolest." And then I saw, it, I was like, "This is the one." <laughs> you guys have been talking, like, have posters on your wall for. Yeah, I mean, every so. guy that you went to high school with that did a lot of time in on-campus suspension had a Fight Club shirt. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's. <laughs> I still, yeah. I still like Fight Club though. Um, something else that works about this movie is the the plot where it's like you gotta make this or steal this or earn this in a certain amount of time always does it for me ever yeah never never fails like uh gone in 60 seconds oceans 12 like this like i love the you got 72 hours you need to come up with this much money and you're gonna do it by committing crime like i'm super into that i can't believe you didn't include the johnny depp um what is uh god what is his name no um christopher walken classic of nick of time which was done in real time so once the timer starts that's how long the movie is that one i have not seen and i that sounds like (laughs) something i would actually be kind of interested in (laughs) you should watch it it is uh i won't say it's a good movie it is a movie that i think you will enjoy so is it like (laughs) it's like a season of 24 but it's two hours yeah, well, it's it's like, and it it it's a it's a concise like hour forty two. It's like you have an hour and a half from this like that sort of thing. And Christopher Walken, I think he has to be able to teleport in this movie. <laughs> like, and it's in L.A. Like, and that's the thing. Like, you'll sit there the whole time. You're like, this makes no sense. Then you're like, this is great because he's supposed to like assassinate a political speaker at an event, whatever. Um, and so they kidnap Johnny Depp's daughter and like make him do that if you don't do it by this time then you know we'll kill your daughter or like whatever like the um and it's ridiculous it's absurd has my attention though that yes is. you would love it perfect, perfect. <laughs> absolutely love it um, um but i agree yeah I, I, here's a question um honestly i will say for a movie i enjoyed a lot i spent a lot of time like confused a little bit <laughs> like um how much did worm owe people? I thought he said 25,000. So, uh, I, I was thinking about this, uh, more cause like I'm, I'm, I don't understand Grandma's business practices, but it's, I think he <laughs> owed like 10 to 15,000 before he went in the can or like while he was in the can, like, buying yeah. Up for and then juice is like interest. That. Yeah. Juice is interest. And so I think 25,000, but grandma takes 10,000 off of him. Cause he leaves the Chesterfield the first time with 10,000 cause he's, he made eight in profit and she's a oh. famke Jansen's going to take the two back. And then he's like, you know, I'm just going to keep it. Cause I'm a major dick and I don't care about my friend's credit. And, Got um, with this that, movie, that is, is what, that is the piece that I missed. This movie is the ultimate, like don't sign a credit card or anything that involves your credit with a friend. 
I don't care no. who the friend is. Never Oy, do it. Yeah, yeah. Never do it's it. It's just like and Judge es- Judy would go off on these two. Oh, and especially your fucking friend Worm. Like putting- their name is their name is Lester and they go by Worm. Do not do it. Yeah. Absolutely. Do not. I don't absolutely. care what their credit rating is. Don't do it. Yeah. Um this movie- that yeah. Oh God. When he was like, I was doing great, but then you know, like I just got a bad hand. And I was like, that's when I was like, Oh, the anxiety. I can't handle seven thousand dollars worth of cold cards from our guy worm um we were texting while you were watching it uh yes the roster of that guy character actors in this movie oh so many unmatched oh my god incredible the legendary martin landau playing a role in this movie but like you mentioned you know the guy from uh from dexter uh yeah yeah everything and the problem too again i'm really tired today guys so i apologize if like (laughs) but i was watching it and I couldn't, like, my brain just was not going fast enough to remember character names. So I was like, it was the guy from the thing, you know? Like, well, I mean, it was but that's hell. all these people. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's, there's there the, it is. There's two the, hours later. <laughs> there's the uh, the principal from Billy Madison. Yes. Uh, two Boardwalk Empire alums in this one. One of the guys oh. that uh, that Worm is playing poker with in jail. And then uh, Gretchen Mull, who plays plays for Joe. a second, because the guy had his hand over his face and it was just a profile. I was like, "Is that Sinbad?" Um, and then it turned out it was not. It was Eric Larray Harvey. Uh, and then, of course, <laughs> of course, our guy, friend of the pod, our guy Joey Junior. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, I thought you were going with the other one that keeps coming up. <laughs> oh, I mean, listen. We... Well, yeah, Joey Junior. I missed our sweet, sweet, a loose, a loose. <laughs> because yeah. this guy was a nightmare. <laughs> Grandma was not a good person. And then, uh, yeah, I back to back, uh, huge, huge moments for a guy, Chris Messina back to back to yeah. back weeks. Huge. <laughs> the chances of that. Dang, the incredible. chances of that. Incredible. It's Messina month on big screen sports. <laughs> <laughs> ah, so random when kyle texted me earlier in the week when he was watching this or whenever it was the end of maybe it was friday or because it is well i guess it's wednesday so it could have been who knows when kyle texted me when he was watching this he goes christmas scene and i was like absolutely no way you are messing with me at this point like this has to be a lie no chance christmas scene for folks uh who don't know when they play poker at the like the frat house or whatever it is uh, Chris Messina is one of the dudes. No lines, gets about two seconds on camera, but that is fucking Chris Messina. Yeah, it is. Incredible yeah, work. Yeah, it is. Incredible work. Excellent stuff. Is there a strikeout in this movie for you? Um, well, I think, well, I, I was gonna say, like, doesn't work for me is like, you know, trusting your friend to not blow all your money. Yeah. Um, and I think that what I joked earlier about with like the description being like, Oh, he tries to balance law school. He does not balance anything. He fails miserably at all. Of it. Yeah. And they don't really flesh out. I could have done with more law stuff for being honest. Mm-hmm. I would have been fine with that. Well, it's like, why is um, he the lead counselor in the, in that group project? Uh, no idea. Seemed like a bad choice by all of them. Especially because the, the woman in the group, as soon as she takes over, was like, oh, I got this shit. Like, why did they pick him? Yeah, also real dicey to do that with your, like, live-in girlfriend. Yeah. Like, that just seems... Yeah. You know. I don't understand, and, like, I'll admit to everyone, I don't have a lot of experience in the, like, the pay-for-protection industry. 
that's that's hasn't really been my been my no thing. yeah just surprisingly yeah, not not a lot of people have come to uh my five seven ass and said please protect me <laughs> sir but i don't understand where they're implying that if if worm doesn't get this money to grandma within i i we're saying like a week and a half of him being out of out of prison that grandma's gonna like kill him or break his legs i how is that good business i don't understand how is that helping you get the money yeah it's also like put like isn't this money more valuable to you than like shooting worm and putting him in a dumpster like if you're just like worm, it's all about the messages yeah worm, Kyle. pay me play poker and pay me a thousand dollars a week till you make this up and like i'm gonna keep running tabs i i understand it worked for the movie but i just business practice so I, and so, you know hey if any of our listeners are in the pay for protection business or in the mafia or anything like that or like like grandma who dm us yeah who i think i think grandma was a pimp and was like buying up worms debt and working working with kgb so if anyone is in similar industry i would the man is collecting collecting other people's debt you know six what do you get 30 cents 30 cents on the dollar he bought 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 it for 30 cents on the dollar yeah you know i just i think he's a businessman i mean uh you know big big step up in the world for for joey jr there um, I have a, I have kind of a big thing that didn't, maybe not a big thing, but just like questions. So Joe leaves Mike. That's definitely yeah. her apartment, right? How is that his? That's an incredible apartment. Multiple a French lot of doors. Questions. Crown yeah, molding. Yeah, yeah. Cause this is probably should know this. This is New York. <laughs> this is New York. This is a, okay. a great New York movie. Like too. I somehow found my way into New York renting TikTok. Because I would watch these people take tours of 200 square foot rooms and call it an apartment and ask for $3,500 a month. Um, and I was like, this, there's no way this guy has the credit to secure and rent this place on his own. Yeah, I mean, it has to be hers. And I don't, I don't understand. Like, maybe she went to a friend's place and is assuming, like, we'll, we'll let him know, like, hey, you need to get out. Because it is, like... I guess we only see like three days after she moves out or something like that. Like we're, you know, at some point there's probably a, uh, she's coming back, but it's like, she takes all her stuff out of this apartment that is hers instead of being like, Hey, I need you to get out of here. Cause there, I mean, there's just, there's no way. And it's also like Mike, she, she mentions that he lost all his rent when he lost the money for KGB. And now I guess he's like working for, you know, Kanish and stuff like that. But it seems like seemingly, she supported Joe has like came from some money vibes. Doesn't seem like she's working. Yeah. Like she's just in law school and, and things like that. But it, I, I was, I was a little flabbergasted by the, he's just keeping the apartment. He's got Famke Jansen coming over. Like she knows where the apartment is, which implies that she was there before him. I just, a lot of questions on how he was in that apartment. Yeah. And I mean, part of it too, like I thought, the timeline both work like you said works for this and also i think works against it because the whole like conceit of he got in over his skis against kgb thought he had him beat got beaten lost all of his tuition money lost and that was when he was like all right i'm done and i was like yeah you step away from that table (laughs) get on out there and do those delivery drives um but it wasn't clear to me like how long that gap was. I think it was nine months. I think it, nine it months. Nine did they say that? Yeah. Nine months. Nine months later. Um, did it flash up on the screen? It did flash and I up it? on the screen. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> me, this movie did not do a good enough job. Um, and then me, I'm like, hey, dog, stop doing that and look back and I like, missed it. So anyway, when I saw the nine months later thing pop up, um, <laughs> so I guess like that's fair. Um, was she aware of his... So he hid the money in the apartment. Hid the money in the apartment. I'm guessing he had to come clean about like, I'm out. That he lost she, all the money and then also, he was saying that she wasn't going to do it again? Yeah, she also had to have known that he was playing poker a lot and that's how he was making his money because it, yeah. like, it's a whole, and I mean, getting into what really just doesn't work about the movie, touched on it earlier, the character of Joe is not really fleshed out. There's probably a lot of scar tissue in that relationship that we do not see throughout that nine months. Like I can't imagine it takes a very forgiving person to learn that your live in boyfriend just flushed away literally every dollar he had. And you're going to have to float him for a couple months because he lost gambling to a Russian mobster like that. That's probably a, a tough conversation. Like normal relationship issues. Yeah. What are you talking about? Yeah. But it seems like there was a, a crack in the foundation of that relationship that would never, ever be fixed no. because she's like, those people do not need to be together. They, I kind of appreciate though. And this is kind of a knock on it. And also kind of a compliment in the sense that like they early on were like this relationship is screwed yeah. <laughs> it's not gonna work and we're just gonna get it out of the way yeah we we we're don't have stop. to stress we don't yeah have we're to gonna stress. stop talking about it like oh no it didn't work out she moved out oh no like he's and so that's and the same thing with law school too right because they needed to get to a point where like he was just doing the cards <laughs> like, that was it although again this was like a one week span so part of me is like man what a quitter dropping out of law school like that like you know like, you don't make you just had decisions. one bad week you know <laughs> or you don't make very well measured decisions when you've only slept for four hours over the course of seven days i need like a map of new york and where they went and how long they were at each place to make sense of this movie i'm pretty sure um, they said that the uh that the police like it was the police thing where they get their asses kicked was in binghamton which is like five hours away they say Oh my God. Yeah. yeah. What? Um, it was, man, I just really hated worm and it's, and it's the voice. And, and again, that just means I appreciate the character. Like, cause I was like this guy, um, when he's like, let me handle it, dude, I'm good at this. I can play cards with these schmucks and I can win some money back to save your ass after you screwed me again. And then you're in there for 10 minutes, 20 minutes, 30, whatever. And you hear his just his stupid voice like, oh, well, you know, and you're just like this guy. And then he brazenly cheats in front of cops. Oh, my God. I would just oh, I would just drop him. And the thing that I would just drop him off at grandma's and be like, here you go. Sorry, <laughs> this, dude. This I tried your problem. He's your he's your problem now. I can't I can't get my job. Yeah, I mean, I tried. <laughs> worm is just a habitual line stepper like he yeah. says no not a shred of common sense like worm is i don't know if anyone if you've watched drinking or if anyone's watched drinking but there's a character who's like everything works out for me it's he's but he's like worm is like that guy except nothing ever works out for him and he still keeps making all those choices just such a fucking uh idea. something else that did not work for me um matt damon turning down famka jansen yeah <laughs> sir getting like super weirded out too when did she kiss sir yeah. she is lovely yeah <laughs> like yeah. you're single now 
Although what are you doing? Her her breath definitely smells like Marlboro Reds and that like yeah, she's working at the Chesterfield like, you know. There's a there's a um very specific scent to her. <laughs> oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah. But like she's also into the guy who's like palling around with worm and is in seven, you know, $7,000 in debt. And I, I guess she doesn't see many law students come in there. So there's probably some appeal there. Oh, college boy. Yeah. I mean, he's a babe. Like, come on. Yeah. That 98 Floppy Matt Damon's a, he's a, he's a handsome fella. Um, but yeah, she, Famke Jansen, man, she's, I mean, she's Jean Grey. Like, this is true. This is like, what are we doing here? This is true. <laughs> Let's get into best scene. Um, I had a lot of problems trying to figure out what. what the best scene is. <laughs> You're like every single card scene. It's almost like you saw my notes. <laughs> um, so the opener when Mike loses his bankroll is a fantastic opening because we're meant to believe he's smart and he he's really smart and. Yeah, it just lulls us into this false sense of security, and like we get our first glimpse of Malkovich as Teddy KGB, uh, which is just incredible. All right, you're 15, plus I have another 30, 33 to raise you. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go all in because I don't think you got the space. You're right. I don't have. Spades. I know before the cards are even turned over. Aces, fool, Mike. I mean, watching this on a back-to-back with Con Air, just doing Cyrus the Virus and then Petty KGB. <laughs> That's what I texted you when he showed up. Because I like, I went into this one, like, pretty blind. Like, you had texted, like, you know, oh, it's a Damon, like, card gambling movie. And I was like, okay, cool. Awesome. Um, I did not look it up at IMDb. <laughs> so Perfect. everyone who showed up was a legit surprise. It was a delight. Just so like I'm Christmas just like, Eve. ah, and I texted Cyrus the Virus. <laughs> Exclamation point. He was fantastic. fantastic. And that's the the first scene also works so well because the book end with the last scene. Mm-hmm. Perfect. And I love the oh man, I'm just thinking about now how he borrowed ten thousand dollars from Martin Landau Martin and that Landau. stresses me out. Martin Landau was a saint in this movie. Oh, for sure. No, no. So we were talking about this, me and Jacqueline. For the sake of the movie, he needs to borrow $10,000 for the plot because yeah. if he only borrows 5,000, it's just unrealistic that he goes to Teddy KGBs and turns that into 15,000. If you know, Landau obviously can't give him the whole 15,000 cause it, you know, whatever he's got to borrow 10,000. But if you're Landau, it's like, I can't do 15,000. I can do two thirds of it though. Like it, yeah. It's just like, oh, if you can do 10,000, you could probably afford to do 15,000, but more than right. likely you'd be like, I got, he would give him like Damon asked for a thousand or 2000 from, from Kanish Landau would probably give him the thousand or 2000. The Kanish is wise enough to be like, no, I, I, I can't give this to you. But like Landau yeah. giving $10,000 is extremely generous. And there's just no way he gives $10,000. But his cute little checkbook. Mm-hmm. It's got like a little leather case on it. He gave him a cute little check. <laughs> the next thing I've got is that law professor card game. 
because it shows us the difference Incredible. between a card player and a rich guy. It's really, really in- the summer clerkship in your office says, "I know what you're holding." That shit rules. Twenty dollars, big bets. Twenty dollars. Okay, good. Twenty. You've seen half the hand. How the fuck are you betting into us? You sure this is wise, Abe? It's your money the kid's betting with. That's plenty wise. We know what we're holding, and we know what you're holding. <laughs> the fuck you know what we all got? Summer clerkship in your office says I know what you're holding. I don't bet with jobs like that. Let's just say I'll put you at the top of the list if you're right. Okay. <clears throat> well, you were looking for that third three, but you forgot that Professor Green folded it on 4th Street, and now you're representing that you have it. Um, the DA made his two pair, but he knows they're no good. Judge Kaplan was trying to squeeze out a diamond flush, but he came up short, and Mr. Eisen is futilely hoping that his queens are going to stand up. So, like I said, the dean's bet is $20. Well, kiss my ass. <laughs> kiss my ass. <laughs> so good. So good. I love that scene. That was that was, that was maybe my favorite. It was really good. Um, yeah, I love that. Really good. Uh, I like when... Mike gets to Mike has dropped worm off at the Chesterfield. He is gets to, he's late to his law, uh, his law study practice and Kanish. We yeah. haven't talked as much about Kanish. We about haven't John talked about John Turturro, he's who is amazing. Oh, amazing. Best in this movie. But you've watched, you've watched Severance. Yes. Okay. Irv. It's so good. And I mean, my, honestly, I think the first thing that I remember seeing him in is, um, Oh, brother art though. Yes. I mean, just King character actor, just yeah, he's amazing. Everything. But in this, he's so good, but I, <gasps> I love when he comes and gets Mike and he's like, he's ruining your reputation. Basically. Like I have told you to stay away from this guy. Kanish as the angel is, so, on yeah. Mike's shoulder is. Yeah. I love what it. does he do? So Kanish, the- <laughs> that was the other part. Did they show that on the screen? Cause that was the other part where throughout, I was like, don't, I love this man. I don't, I don't know what his connection is. So my understanding <laughs> is that he is a guy who makes his, has made his living playing poker, but has been really smart about it. He's never taken like a huge risk, but has enough to where he's got the delivery truck business going on. And he tells Mike in the end, like, he Oh, has, he drives for him. That's yeah, right. Okay. Yeah. Jeez, and and he tells, guys, I'm sorry. And he tells Mike though, <laughs> that like the thing about, you know, I, you know, I got child support, alimony, you know, I'm just like living my life. But they they mention that uh, Mike mentions Mike has a lot of respect for Kanish because he mentions that he's been able to make his life, you know, his living as a rounder, as someone you know going around playing these poker games. But I love when he also comes to me, Mike. did not know that's what rounders was referring to. That was a question later. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, so <it> was in- <laughs> Again, apologies to the listeners who are going to be like this is. <laughs> I, oh my god it's another plot that always works for me is the guy trying to do the right thing has the shitty friend dragging him down the shitty friend from childhood dragging his ass down it always happens well and there's like a 10 there's like a the story of, he didn't rat him out right like yes, worm, I, did, I did pick up on that correctly yeah, like worm, worm didn't worm rat them rat out that him. they were working together mm-hmm. um and so you know and then he got to go to law school and like i get i get it like the feeling of needing to help him out when you get when he gets out then um because you've been but now you also blew it going to law school and getting the girl and all that because you lost all your damn money a lot of student debt for mikey mcd a lot of student well and also just i guess that was like his vibe right as a i felt like well i guess um 
not forgetting Sarah Marshall's Goodwill Hunting, other three name with a um I don't mean they didn't really talk about student debt he would have there, but this whole like, you know. Um Yeah, this whole dropping out of law school business, probably not good on the credit. No, probably not. The next thing I've got is when they go down to Atlantic City. Fun fact about the Taj Mahal Casino that they go to, uh, the guy who owned it, it went bankrupt because he's a bad businessman. He was also impeached twice. I don't know if you knew that, Caroline, owner of that casino. Oh, really? That's interesting. The first president to be impeached twice. I was going to ask if that had happened before. Incredible. Incredible. Weird. Yeah. Yeah. Weird stuff. Do people talk about that? I don't know. Not enough. Not enough. Yeah. So I, I, that's probably news to everyone Everyone here. But I, I did my research and it turns out the guy who owned that casino just generally like bad did, at things. You did your own research. Did my own research. Yes, I did. Uh, but I love that scene. Despite the casino yeah. they go to. I love it. When they when it's it's him and Kanish and the uh, the Famke Jansen's there too. Famke Jansen's there. The principal yeah. from, from Billy Madison's there. <laughs> and I, I they're just bankrupting tourists and i love kanish's open contempt for worm love it yes also true yeah um again that's any montage i scene where again i just love they showed that i would listen turns out i would listen to a matt damon monologuing monot like everyday things um he's just talking and they're showing like a truck route and i'm in 100 in like i'm just like go on um and so hearing him say like you know it's how they hold the chips how they touch the cards it's how they take a drag on the cigarette like that's how you figure out like who has what like and it's not reading the card it's not counting the card it's reading the person and that's as a sociology major (laughs) caroline maybe you should get into poker (laughs) Oh God! Take no. bet for the win. A so whole other. Just, well, one of our biggest posts from like the last six months, whatever, was that like crazy scandal where like the guy accused the woman of cheating because like she beat him, whatever. I can't. The stress, man. I'm telling. You, I sat next to. So when I was living out in Washington State, they have the casinos out there, and a friend of friend of mine, a couple of us, like we went to. There was a casino near, where like near the base, like near where near where we were in Whidbey Island. And I remember, because I'll play like some blackjack. Yeah. And again, I do the thing that like you should never do when you bet, which is like think about what you're like losing in terms of like an item. And so I'm like, oh, that would have been a pair of shoes or like that could I could have gotten a purse for that. Like and so that's like the, you know, I was always very responsible in the I'm going to take out two hundred dollars. And that was and I'd leave my debit card in the room like i did the whole thing where it's like this is the money like basically it's like i'm gonna spend 200 dollars tonight on entertainment and that's what i will and if i leave with nothing it is fucking gone yeah um and the first first time i gambled i made like 150 bucks (laughs) so i was like never again yeah yeah and so uh see when that was the thing was my reaction wasn't i'm gonna do this more it was like and i'm done (laughs) um but i sat next to this guy um one time that we were like at this like tiny little casino smelled like smoke no light you know the drill yeah and he was like telling me the story about how he had lost like three grand or something and it wasn't anything that was like over the it wasn't like he's like i lost twenty five thousand dollars tonight but i remember sitting there thinking like twenty five hundred dollars and you didn't just like stop at some point (laughs) so that's where i would be just not a good poker player they'd be like well i'm out (laughs) 
I would I would be I would not be the scene at the end where he like gets goaded into going back. Oh, but like no no I got my stack. Oh see I'm like the worst part about my <laughs> I think I've said this before in the show, like my family did cruises and once I turned eighteen, like when I was in college, I could Just gamble. The entire time the, you're in the That's <laughs> the that's the fucking problem is you're stuck on a floating casino for seven days. There's not a whole lot to do. And it's so easy to get like to lose. And then like two hours later, you're at some dinky pool bar and you're like, you know what? What if I win? You know what? Yeah. <laughs> what if I could I, I could turn this around. Yeah. And it's just and it's like a short walk to the to the casino. It's like two decks. You're like, oh I got lost. Oh <laughs> no. I can hear the slot <laughs> machines. <Whoa. laughs> um <laughs> okay so next scene uh when worm and mike start first start working together to earn it back like when they list out all the games like i got the union game i got this golf pro game like all these i i love yeah. that. a 64 hour session which Ugh. yeah so much didn't didn't see any cocaine in this movie but um heavily implied heavily implied <laughs> heavily implied and then caroline if uh if you were going to cheat a group of professionals at 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 gambling the top of the top of the list cops cops got i mean got to you know <laughs> top of the list notably very calm profession don't yeah. overreact don't, not yeah, very don't physical. pay attention to details yeah you know not someone that's you know reading the room constantly yeah and especially like <laughs> worm <laughs> The guy who catches Worm is fucking staring at him. Oh, staring at him. I was like, they're they're screwed. Like, the thing that kills me is, like, I felt so badly for Mike in that situation. I already mentioned that, like, if you're in there, you're trying to save his ass. Um, and that dipshit comes in behind you and sits down and, like, blows up your spot. But then not only that, like, you literally didn't ask him to do this and you're trying to actively not play the cheating hands that he's giving you. Like he folded the Kings, whatever. Um, and still gets his ass beat. Like, oh, ultimate terrible friend. Worms mad awareness rating is a seven. He's horrible. <laughs> that might, might be high. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like he's, he's <laughs> even making faces at him when he folds the Kings. Yeah. He just, he's kind of like, <laughs> Worm thinks he is the smartest man alive. Oh and he God. is just a fucking idiot. He drove me nuts. And again, he played it really well. This is not. Um, the Johnny Chan story. <laughs> yeah, it's really good. Love it. Love yeah. it. And it Turturro at the end, you made a fucking oh, he run was, at Chan. <laughs> he was so stoked about the story. I loved that. Like, Turturro is just the best. Yeah. Like, he was on pins and needles for the whole story and just loved everything about it. What happened? Played tight for an hour. I folded mostly, and then I made a score. Why are these the kings? Rags. I had nothing. But <laughs> he raised, and I, I just decided, you know, I don't care about the money. I'm just going to outplay the guy. I'm just going to outplay this guy this hand. I'll re-raise. Re-raise? You play right back at him, huh? Oh, yeah. And he just comes right back over the top of me, trying to bully me like I'm some fucking tourist. I hesitate for like two seconds. I'll re-raise. And he makes a move toward his checks, and he looks at me. And then he looks at his cards, and he looks at me again. And he mucked it. I took it down. Did you have it? I'm sorry, John. I don't remember. I got up, and I walked to the cashier. I sat with the best in the world. And I won. 
gonna fucking move on Chan, you son of a bitch. And it's the trying to bully me like I'm some fucking tourist. <laughs> Lo- I love it. And then um, the last, I mean, the end, just with it's so good. <laughs> if you don't have my money, <laughs> then you are mine. <laughs> then you are mine. Pay that man his money. It, it's just a Malkovich clinic. That that is the yeah. only time that I think Damon gets outshined, and Malkovich is just absolutely going for it. Yeah. Well, also, Malkovich plays that, like, unhinged so well, whether it's Cyrus the Virus, like, the, like, um, calculating evil murderer, Mm. literally, versus this was, like, the, like, underworld mastermind type thing, you know what I mean? Like, he just ran that, and I loved the Oreos in the chip tray, like, the betting chips tray, excellent work um joe jr has given us a lot in the scene um and i love it was perfect i love that he won it and it was the way that they described throughout where it's like you know you know they're going to all yeah he's got the ten thousand. the first hand is going to be so big like um and finding the tell and it's the pushing of the buttons it's the enticing them to make the aggressive moves that then you can counter and catch them in this trap i just that's the stuff that i love about this type of movie Mm -hmm. like it's the small play and counter plays that are happening at each moment um and so the whole thing like when he finally wins that and then he's like well let me give you a chance to like you know and he almost leaves because he's like well i've got half of what i owe my professor ready and i can try and figure out some way to get the rest back gamble more later yeah um but it's also the challenge to himself to like overcome what he messed up in the first scene mm-hmm. so i love it as a bookend when, it's brilliant when the music hits and he says like deal him hell yeah brother yeah like <laughs> let's deal let's him. roll i mean that gets into my my best quote too the the i told worm you can't lose what you don't put in the middle but you can't win much either yeah excellent back in there but what is the best scene in this movie for you i think it's the last one yeah. Or the law professor's poker scene are my two favorites. The law professor's poker scene is great, but it is the it is the last scene. It is the the extended yeah. sequence of of him at KGB's place. And there's also like you forget there's the scene at the end where he makes up with Joe. I don't know if the movie needs it. I think if he just walks out of I think he just walks out of uh KGB's place and has some narration. And they could have done another Damon monologue over it. Yeah. About like, and, he's like going done to Vegas. the Right, and going to Vegas. I've got money for to pay back martin landau uh i do think it's a very bold move to just give another person what i assumed was a cash full of ten thousand dollars like a sorry an envelope full of ten thousand dollars cash and be like hey can you get this to old uh, landau over there sweet i didn't want to wake him up pretty sure you could have woken him up for that yeah also what time was it I, uh, what was martin landau doing that like mid-morning well mikey mcdee doesn't understand time like just doesn't understand normal schedules but also yeah. he clearly trusts people who like puts trust in people that normal people wouldn't put trust in those situations. Like here girl who I probably owe a lot of money because of rent and staying (laughs) in the apartment. Here's $10,000. Don't you take it though. It's Martin Landau's. Yeah. (laughs) Please leave it to Martin Landau. And I'll, I'm never coming back. So he's not going to know if I just ran off with this money. (laughs) No clue. He won't try and track me down later. That's fine. (laughs) 
yeah i that was definitely one where i was like what is he doing you have to give that man his money uh did you have a best quote in this one um i like the one that you said that's excellent there's the one that starts um, out kind of starts out the movie if you can't spot the sucker in your first half hour at the table you're the sucker it's yeah that was i have that one written down i also this is like a perfect worm thing well one when he like chucked the basketball at him and then he goes like not so hard you just gotta tuck it and like press push it like whatever like trying to tell him how to pass the basketball but then he's like would i ever do that guy and mike goes you fucked his mother <laughs> terrible um no i think i like the sucker one i like the um one at the end about putting stuff in the middle and of course pay the man his money oh pay the man his money i spelled it out like the way he said it too uh, uh it was excellent most athletic moment is there an athletic moment in this movie the sport staying awake for 36 poker. hours staying awake that is a in, feat of endurance <laughs> yes that's my that's my pick yep. uh lenny Harris pinch hitter award for best supporting character here's a question for you is Matt Damon the only one who's in it enough <laughs> to not count? Who would be? I'm second not giving fiddle. it to Edward Norton anyway. Yeah, but who would be Edward Norton? Would be is... Edward Norton. I would say yeah. it. I would say Worm is in it a little too much because yeah, a... I agree. So that gives us John Turturro is Kanish. Excellent. Uh, Malkovich, Teddy KGB. Excellent. Uh, Martin Landau. Excellent. Professor. Uh, Michael Rispoli is Grandma. A loose. A loose. Uh, Chris Messina is wordless college student. <laughs> Done. Chris Messina is my pick. He commanded that second that the camera panned across it's, his face. It's 100% why this he is got actually the job in sharp objects. This is extremely difficult for me between um, Malkovich and Turturro. It's like really difficult. It's re- I mean, in Landau, the, the and Landau's conversation excellent. they have about his family wanted yes. him to be um, a priest or a minister, rabbi, rabbi, rabbi. Yeah. It, like that's really good. But yeah, it's, yeah, I, it's funny. If I go a while without watching this, you think more and more about Malkovich and the two, essentially the two scenes the the opener because yes, he bookends it again yes. like it's that's the only time you see him and you get a little bit more Turturro throughout as kind of like a mentor which i like mm-hmm. yeah um, i i love that I, it's Turturro for me like it is such yeah i think such it might a be Turturro for me and he's wearing some incredible velvet jackets and shirts like robes and stuff at the end the man like was in got... athleisure before the rest of yeah. us he was man likes to be comfy he's a he's a comfy king yeah yeah, love, love, we love turn. that. The Peter Gallagher Award for the hottest person in this movie. In terms of hot, it's Famke Jansen. It's Famke. Famke <laughs> Jansen is just hot. Yeah. I was gonna say like it's either like her in a runaway or or, or Damon. Those are really the only yeah. two. I mean, Famke Jansen like, had Wolverine and Cyclops tripping all over themselves. Oh yeah, falling all over themselves. Yeah. Uh, shout out James Marsden. Shout out um, James Marsden. Double back to back James Marsden uh, mentions. Hell yeah, we love we love a James Marsden moment. Love that. Um, she is just. She's just gorgeous. Yeah. Fire. I think, yeah, Famke is the answer. On fire. Best time, worst time. (laughs) Who actually has a good time? Despite losing the money, I think Malkovich does. I think Malkovich has an incredible time. Because what I also loved about that scene that we haven't talked about is he, I think, 
as much as he hated losing the money, he loves the game. He loves the back and forth. Like, and he was so, rather than like pulling a gun or trying to like get them thrown out, he says, pay the man his money. Mm-hmm. He's earned his money. Because um, Joe up. Jr. Yeah, Joe Jr. was trying to get him to like buy back into the game and like, you know, try and win it back type thing. And he's like, no, pay the man his money. Like he beat me fair and square. So I actually think he has a pretty good time because he's still going to, that... I also think that 60K is probably a drop in the bucket to the operations that I think I agree. KGB's got going on. I, like he's he's <laughs> he's gonna make someone else miserable to make it back. But <laughs> like so I think he ha- probably has the most fun in this movie. Perhaps. I, yeah, I think he's the only person who has fun. Yeah. The uh yeah. the girl in the law group who gets to take the lead after Mike <laughs> proves proves to be thriving. Yeah, she she had a great time. She was yeah, she's thriving. thriving thrilled with that worst time okay does worm actually have a bad time because he kind of like lives his life on that piece of shit i think he's oblivious to the fact that like that he's having a bad time this this the stuff depicted in this movie is probably no different than every other moment of his life for sure so can it be a bad time if it's just your standard time yeah that is that is his baseline level of like quality of life right there um, I think it might, I want to say Mike. <laughs> I think Mike has absolutely the worst time. And the stress, he lost his girlfriend. He dropped out of law school. He owes everybody and their mother money. He gets his ass kicked by cops. Uh, he's got to ask his mentor and law, law professor for $10,000. He will never be able to get a mortgage ever. No. Um, but he gets to go play poker in Vegas, which I'm so. sure won't be stressful at all. No, I'm sure it'll go fine. Yeah, I mean, everyone else has a bad time. Yeah, it's no one's having having a lot of fun in this movie. No, um, I think Joe has a pretty bad time. She finds out her boyfriend's a degenerate gambler that hides money in picture frames around their apartment. Yes, yes. Um, I think you know, like it's one of those like Lando doesn't have a bad time. He just like his favorite student basically blows it. So he's like bummed out for him you know i mean he finds out his favorite student is a degenerate (laughs) exactly especially because his favorite student gets as high in his esteem as possible after that poker night and then it's like oh there's a there's a a bad side to this there's a reason Uh, i will also say i loved the line where he was like oh no i don't play cards whatever i'm not a card player um i'm doing that performance for all the law professors and then being like oh no i don't play cards like excellent work that was excellent like screenwriting and acting on that i loved it the keith morrison award for what the dateline episode would be from this movie this is 100 percent them finding worm that's exactly what i was thinking like worms in a dumpster and binghamton new york yeah and it's uh what is mike's last name in this um i was just called mike mcd mike mcdermott mike mcdermott it's like Mike McDermott was a law student, New York City, girlfriend, the apartment, living it up. That's that's how but they would was, set it up. It, yeah, things like are, things. There was a great. dark sign behind Mike's, you know, cool exterior. He's like Lester Murphy, on the other hand, yeah, Lester was a career Murphy. con man, fresh <laughs> off serving so- a nine-month sentence for larceny. Yeah, and Mike <laughs> felt he owed his friend, as they called him, Worm. For not ratting him out to the cops when they when he went to jail nine months prior. And then it's like, you know, 
but things weren't clean from for Worm coming out of jail. No, no. Things got intense. Professor Petrosky and- <laughs> was seemingly a nice a nice man. Yes. But was he also a loan shark? This case exposed the seedy underground of poker playing <laughs> in New York City. New York City, oh. You and college students, police officers, federal judges. There was no limit to this hand. Tonight on Dateline. I actually listened to one yesterday or today. I don't know. They all blend together. Um, where he said terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> terrifying. And I was like, ooh, terrifying. Ooh, and KGB then anytime any of them. Terrifying. <laughs> ooh, terrifying. He went all in. <laughs> And it was horrifying. <laughs> um, no, I'm not mad. Uh, there was what was the one? There was one I listened to the other day that I got an actual like oh out of me. Because <laughs> every once in a while, it's not the spouse. <laughs> Keith Morrison, he still got it. Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. I am. Oh man, King. He's the coolest. Keith, Keith Morrison. Also, on the pod. though, Josh Mankiewicz replied to a tweet. Oh, really? Like, yeah. Um, I did tag him. That's fair. You know, it's just like the, I was like the hold that he has on me on these like <laughs> Dateline podcast episodes is out of control. He's like, "Thanks for listening, Caroline." I was like, "I heard that in your voice." <laughs> Bless him. Uh, roster moves. Who would be Airbud? <laughs> Malkovich. What if what Although if Airbud is would be. yeah? What if Airbud is worm? And he's just a piece of shit. What if Airbud gets, gets caught him cheating? Out of jail. <laughs> <laughs> um, Airbud strolling through the jail gates, just doing nine months. <laughs> they stay up thirty six hours together, just like. And he's sitting there at the table with the cops, and he just hears like barking <laughs> as he comes in. He's like, God damn it airbud i said stay in the car what if airbud is i cracked the windows airbud is grandma and i thought like, about it. i was like that's probably a little too much for me i was like yeah mm, no <laughs> or he's um, the professor and matt damon is asking airbud for money <laughs> i love that <laughs> absolutely airbud is the student that gets to like take over because matt damon sucks so bad <laughs> They're all sitting at the table, and he's like fumbling around. And he's like, row, 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 row. <laughs> "Sure, Airbud, you can be lead." All right, Airbud, go on. I'll allow it. <laughs> Airbud is Kanish, and Damon goes to see him, and he's in like a bathhouse with a robe. Airbud works for everyone. I've kind of realized. He's like, so good. It's, it's funny with all of them. Oh man. Um, the Big Chill. So this is technically a sports movie. If if you're calling poker a sport. I think it's when he says like deal him. That's that's exactly it. That moment yes, fucking that moment fucking kicks yeah. ass. Like the music it hits. It's it's great. Absolutely. It's great. no uh oh man, sorry, now I'm thinking about Creed again. Oh, I mean I'll tell you what, Creed two when like the music kicks in at the end, I was like shouting in my apartment. I was like, Yeah, the, let's go. The, the thing Ba-ba-ba. before the last round of Creed the first creed is the big chill moment. I will probably Ugh. watch it when we get done recording. <laughs> Love it. It is the best, the absolute yes. best. Um, last category before more store. So 
here's the thing. It's been uh, it's been 25 years. Oh God! Since this came out, I would love to see a sequel. Like I would just love to see them in these characters. Yeah. Having to explain how Worm is alive. Although, hear me out. Talking this through. What if Mike <laughs> McD has uh, he's gone to Vegas? He's lived. He's won big. He's lost big. He is just down on his luck. He's just like living a shitty existence. And he goes over to like a nice neighborhood in Santa Barbara. And that's where Worm lives with his wife and three kids. Worm's in IT. He's doing great. He's just <laughs> completely reformed his life. And it's it's okay, round it's rounders, on. but like Matt Damon drags Worm back into being a piece of shit. What if I think now I've convinced myself that Worm actually is the guy that's in Italian job. So it's the same guy. So Worm <laughs> they dude. split up in Binghamton. So Worm is five hours away from New York City. Yeah. The only people he knows in Binghamton are the police officers who just be- beat the shit out of him. I was going to say, they're just people that beat the shit out of him, yeah. Yeah. Uh, he says he's got like $300 in his boot or something like that. So that's all he's got. He's he's probably having to get out. He's trying to get out of state. He's probably trying to get off the East Coast, I would think. He's got to go to Canada. <laughs> he definitely doesn't have a He passport. starts like a Tim Hortons franchise. <laughs> franchisee whatever just like he's living up in manitoba taco chat called worms yeah <laughs> oh god <laughs> uh, um i could see yeah i could see a restore i don't know or maybe it's like so it's a re- who's in the remake we always say tom holland but tom holland is my quick tv really really good he would be good um we always say Glenn Powell. I think Glenn Powell could do it. Yeah. Uh, Chalamet is worm. Chal- uh, Chalamet. And- you know, he's too clean cut for that. He's too sweet for that. I mean, he was just in a movie where he's a cannibal. So. <laughs> That's a fair point. Um, let's see. Again, Monica Barbaro is Famke. Yeah. <laughs> Love her. Um, let's see who. I need the like bookish. I would, I could see, it would be f- fun if like they were older, like in their thirties or forties. Well, yeah, we could do that. If we do something that was more like college, you know, who could, if we did just a straight remake ish thing, did you watch the new season of white Lotus? Yes. The son of the, like fa- the Italian trio. Yes, that was there. Alfie. Yeah. I think he's like that pure enough studious, like but could have that edge to one. I don't know if he has that edge. The, um, I'm also just thinking of like SAG awards, like red carpet. Who we just saw is the, um, what's the, what's the actor's name? The one who's the husband, um, not Aubrey Plaza's husband, but the, uh, the, Oh, rich, Theo James. Theo James. Is he too handsome to be worm? Cause he's like distracting. Oh, yeah, handsome. He is. And that's honestly like, I need to start when we do casting these things. I got to just start answering Megan Fahey for everything. Oh, she's I'm, so good obsessed with so her I, I still think someone was talking about something where like the season wasn't as good and blah 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 and only so and so was good I was like did you not watch my girl make I, I loved, I, loved the second, I, I think the second season might have actually been better I liked it a lot I like both for very different reasons I like both for very different reasons so it worked um Sydney Sweeney Sydney Sweeney works in this in this in the world of rounders yeah yeah, yeah. I would also watch a prequel of uh, Mike McDee and Worm before Worm goes to jail. And it's just yes. like them 
gambling their fucking faces off in New York City. Yeah. I'd be into that. How do we get Pedro Pascal into this movie? <laughs> oh, he could be, um, what's his he name? He could be J- Kanish. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be, I mean, I would love to revisit this world. And this is another a, a thing of like, everyone's too famous. Um, but I don't know. I, I, I think this would be something that'd be so fun to revisit. You just like, once you figure out how worms alive and what he, cause it, it's easy to see what Mike has been doing for the past 20 years. He goes to Vegas. He has some success. He yeah. doesn't have some success living as a professional gambler in Vegas. Maybe has some debts, whatever. It's just like, what is trying to chart out a, a path for worm is fucking possible. Yeah. I mean, maybe worm and just like spends 10 years in prison. That's also possible. Yeah. Like commits a, commits a robbery or something repeat offender throw the book at him worms just been in jail yeah i could see that i get on board with it 100 percent. but caroline i'm glad that you watched this movie i'm i'm glad that we've experienced this uh tell the folks again where they can follow you you can find me on twitter at cw darney um and you can come over to bet for the win or for the win for all of your pop culture and sports needs in the near future everyone go do that i don't know why i said it i don't know why i said that way like in the near future in the near future oh (laughs) you probably just like as my voice goes through this also uh shout out to allergies and by that i mean the worst with this weather being like one day it's 80 and the next it's 30 um my sinuses have just fully given up on me you're like me in january we're doing this yeah we are doing our best i woke up in the middle of the night like two nights ago it was like 2 a.m and i was like i cannot breathe like this is just like and my eyes were real itchy whatever and i have on my bedside so i've got like my normal like 24 hour allergy medicine from costco shout out kirkland um but i hadn't taken it that morning which is why i was struggling so badly um but i had the like bottle of like benadryl basically but like generic cvs brand benadryl so I took one of those. And the reason that they only stay on my bedside table is because I will be out. <laughs> I cannot function once I take those if it's like the middle of the day. So I woke up like five hours later, my alarm went off and the dogs needed food and insulin. Um, and I was like, why do I feel like I am coming out of a fog? And I was like, oh, that's right. Allergies are ruining my life. I have a tweet that I re-up now every single January when I start feeling terrible. It's the uh, a gif from the beginning of Wolf of Wall Street when Leo's character is detailing all the drugs he takes every day. And I do that, <laughs> but with everything I take for my allergies because it is a long list. Uh, yeah, you just there's just not enough not enough firepower in this world to take on allergies and sinuses. No, it's the worst. No. They win always. Always. It's brutal. Well, anyways, if you enjoyed this episode of Big Screen Sports, (laughs) subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Rate and leave a review if you're an Apple podcast. If you want to support the show and vote on movies for the show to cover like this one, go to patreon.com slash big screen sports. And if you're a baseball fan, check out my interview series from Phenom with the Farm presented by Baseball America. Most recent episode was me and longtime BA staffers J.J. Cooper and John Manuel taking a fun trip down memory lane. We talked about the 2005 draft, talked about Mark Pryor, just a lot of good, a lot of good throwbacks. Really, it was a two-hour name some guys uh, situation. So a lot of good stuff there. For Big Screen Sports, we'll see you next Monday. Thanks for listening.